the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now from Studio A, he's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. From Northern California, it's Lifeline with Andy Froyland. Hollywood is shot. They are dumbfounded. Hollywood stands in awe with mouth agape. Hi there, and welcome to Lifeline. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah. Hi, I'm Jesse Gastand. No, no, Jesse is actually sick tonight, and so you have yours truly, Andy Froyland, in for the evening. And it is, um, it's an evening that we're going to revisit. For those of you who were around last Thursday, you'll remember we spent the evening here on Lifeline talking about a movie that was due to open in theaters the following day, March the 16th, or on your calendar, 316, as in, yes, John 316. What a coinkydink. But uh, I can only imagine opened up with a lot of anticipation, and there was a lot of excitement. We were kind of amazed around here simply because usually a faith-based movie opens up in the Bay Area, and if it does in five theaters or or six, man, we count that a win. Well, it opened in over 30 theaters here in the Bay Area, over 1,600 nationwide. And lo and behold, a $7 million movie, that's what it cost to make, I can only imagine, grossed over $17 million. Unheard of for a faith-based movie until now. Add to that, add to that, it shows up at number three in the box office reviews. And again, Hollywood is actually shocked. That's a headline. That is a headline. Hollywood is shocked. Um, I can only imagine. <laughs> really, I can. It is, it is just thrilling to see how God is using this movie. I imagine many of you have seen it. So for tonight here on Lifeline, we've got a two-pronged approach to the program. What we are going to do is rebroadcast the interviews we did with Bart Millard, uh, John and Andy Irwin, and Kevin Downs. Uh, We did this last Thursday, the night before the movie opened. And so for those who have seen the movie but have not listened to the broadcast, uh, you'll get a sneak peek behind the scenes. And there are some cool sneak peeks that we have for you tonight. Uh, We had a fabulous time interviewing these guys and just getting in behind this movie and what it was all about and why we felt that God was going to do exactly what he did with this movie, which was just uh, amazing, right? So we'll take some time. For those of you who have seen the movie, this will be a great behind the scenes. For those of you who have not seen the movie but are planning to see it, there are, there's no spoiler alerts. We're not going to spoil anything for you. But what we are going to do is talk about this movie in such a way that I'm, I'm sure by the time we're done tonight, man, you're going to go, all right, I've got to see the movie. I've got to see the movie. Yes, you do. And then what you need to do is go out and buy the book. 
Now, I know most of you think, all right, well, you know, most people read a book and then watch the movie. What makes this different, and Bart and I will talk about this for a little bit here tonight on Lifeline, in the middle of the movie, they got to thinking, you know what, um, we're taking about two and a half, three years and condensing it to about an hour and 50 minutes. I think we better write a book to fill in the blanks because this is a movie that is so saturated with redemption and forgiveness. They felt the need, Bart felt the need, to uh, write a book, again, to fill in the blanks and to walk you through some of the issues that you're going to face. You're going to walk away from this movie going, okay, well, um, yeah, I think I need to seek forgiveness and reconciliation with, uh, you know, insert family or friend member here, uh, dad, mother, brother, sister, cousin, whatever. The book will help you with that. Uh, the book will actually fill in some blanks along the way and just kind of add a bit of depth and 3D-ness to the movie, I can only imagine. And you can pick up this book wherever they, uh, wherever they put ink to paper. It's a, um, a W Publishing Group, Thomas Nelson book. Um, what do we got here? Hundred and, uh, I can tell you, 192 pages, 193, with pictures. There's, uh, oh, what do we have here? Three, four? Four two-sided pages of color pictures. Ooh, fun stuff. So anyway, the book is out. I would highly recommend if you've seen the movie, you'll understand what I'm saying. And I'm sure you're probably going, oh, a book. Cool. I just might have to get that. Yes, you should. It's uh, it's not something that you're going to read and go, okay, the book was better than the movie, or the movie was better than the book. The book is going to be different than the movie, simply because it's going to fill in a lot of blanks for you and walk you through some of the stuff that you're sitting there going, gee, I wonder if, right? Oh, by the way, for those of you who've seen the movie, and you're wondering, well, yeah, it's about dad. Whatever happened to mom? A little bit later on, Bart is going to fill in some, not all, but some of the blanks. Just get your uh, get your little question marks in your head all up in a tizzy, right? Anyway, great show lined up tonight. We've got, uh, as I mentioned, Andy and John Irwin will join us, and they will spend some time talking about what it was like to direct this movie. Uh, John John is the one who kind of directs behind the camera, and, and Andy is the one who kind of directs and works with the the, uh, uh, the actors, right? And then uh, Kevin Downs will, will join us here in a little bit as well. Uh, um, we had some time with Madeline, but I don't know that we're going to get to her tonight. I don't think we've got time for her. But uh, Bart Miller will join us a little bit later on in the broadcast tonight. So we've got a great show lined up. We would invite you to stick around, be encouraged, and uh, we'll see if we can't get you back to the movies again. This is phenomenal, folks. To to have a faith-based movie come in after the weekend at number three, that's just phenomenal. Fandango had them at number one for ticket sales uh, by Thursday, Friday. So it was uh, it was There was a lot of anticipation about this movie. We knew it was different. They knew it was different. And so it's exciting to look back and go, man, 
that's just we we saw this coming we knew it was coming and then to say yes it 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 happened it's just thrilling it's just it's just so exciting so we've we've got a lot of excitement ramped up and built up for you tonight stick around we're gonna we're gonna have some fun again john and andrew Irwin, uh, kevin downs and bart millard our guests tonight on lifeline as we uh, take again another look at the movie i can only imagine and just what is underneath and behind all of this that allows such a movie to come in at number three on the box office the way it did. All right, we're off to the KFAX Traffic Center. We've got a look at your commute, take care of some bills and business, and we'll be back as Lifeline continues here on KFAX. And now back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland. And welcome back. Lifeline, Andy Froyland in uh, for Craig Roberts. And today, as I mentioned at the beginning of our broadcast, very special day today because tomorrow, 316G, uh, we have a movie that's coming out. Uh, some of you may have seen the screener. I, I For those of you who haven't, uh, man... If there's one movie this year that you need to go see, it's the one we're going to talk about here today. And joining me to kick things off is Andy Irwin. Uh, he and his brother, John, pretty much are the, the thrust behind this movie. Andy, thank you for spending a few minutes with us. Welcome to Lifeline. Yeah, great to be on with you, man. I, I love what you do, and thanks for uh, helping promote the film. You betcha. Uh, for those who are listening, uh, you know, um, of course, I can only imagine uh, we know the song. Uh, some of us may even know the book. Most of us know Bart Millard. But when it comes to John and Andy Irwin, uh, who are they? So thumbnail <laughs> sketch for for Andy anyway. Uh, what is your background for our audience? Yeah. And, and what got you to the point that you're at today with this film? Yeah, uh, John and I uh, are a uh, director-brother team. Uh, I don't know what it is about uh, directing with your, your brother, but filmmakers seem to kind of run in pairs. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I guess it's a good marketing tool. But um, we're brothers, so we're, you know, we're, we're always kind of uh, creatively dysfunctional. Uh, you know, we're brothers, so we bicker a lot. But we found that working together, that we tell a story better together as a team and uh, each approach it from a different point of view. And uh, we had a hobby that grew kind of out of control. We started out in the industry. My dad was in radio, actually. And so we grew out, up as studio rats and just kind of these kids that would just always hang around. And we fell in love with storytelling. And that grew out of control into this hobby that led to music videos and then documentaries. And then eventually, 10 years ago, we made the leap to feature films. So we did a, a small independent feature called October Baby that did really well and to, told the story of, of redemption and forgiveness and that led to uh, Mom's Night Out, a comedy with Sony, and then Woodlawn was our last movie. It was a true story, uh, the football story that happened in the 70s. Right. And, uh, and that led us to this story, I can only imagine, which is by far the, 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 our favorite story we've got a chance to tell. And I want to get to that in just a moment, but uh, I, I want to take a step back. You started with ESPN, right. so I, I would imagine Woodlawn was the funnest you've done so far. Yeah. Um, but then from there, what's your story in your your walk with Christ? Why, why did you go from uh, mainstream, especially ESPN and uh -huh. sports, what got you into producing films and working with uh, some of these Christian artists with some of their music videos? Right. I want to hear that journey as well. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's been a, it's been a, an amazing uh, story because I mean we, we're kids from Alabama, so there was really no film industry whatsoever in the Southeast, much less Alabama. 
uh, when we started. And but we just had this kind of dream of one day doing movies. So it was always our desire to get there. But we hit you know one closed door after another. The Lord opened up a door at ESPN for us to be cameramen. Uh, my brother was 15 years old. Somebody got sick on a on a on a crew. And they called him in last minute and told him, just not, don't tell your age because he was like 15. <laughs> pretty, pretty sure we broke some child labor laws there. Uh-huh. But it kind of it kind of opened up a door for sports camera work, and we both love sports. So that was our, our, our weekend job that kind of paid the bills that allowed us to kind of develop this hobby. And it was a safety net. But then, uh, you know, there was a point in time where we decided we're, we've got to either try this or not. And, uh, uh, you know, we had done, started doing music videos and that type stuff. Um, we really loved that. Uh, and then that led to, uh, us directing second unit on films, doing like the action sequences and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So the second unit director always kind of has a splinter unit that does all the stunt action stuff. And, uh, so my brother was working on the movie courageous, uh, that, Mm. uh, that the Kendrick brothers did. Right. And, uh, John was directing second unit on that. And Alex Kendrick pulled him aside one day and said, John, what's your purpose? And he said, I, I, I just said, you know, to get a paycheck, Alex, I'm here to, for my job. And he said, John, it's time for you and your brother to step off the sidelines and ask God what stories he has for you to tell. Wow. And then he, he brought this little story home called October Baby that uh, was a, about a girl that finds out, uh, you know, about her, her story about that she was a survivor of an abortion and, and needed to go find her birth mother. And, um, and so... Uh, Long story short, um, uh, we fell in love with movies. We took a risk, and we haven't looked back since. And now you've got uh, probably – there's something about the song. There's something about the story. Uh, I, I can only <laughs> – to, to coin the pun, I can only imagine you guys are kind of sitting at the edge of your seat w- actually wondering how, how big the explosion of this movie is actually going to be when it opens up. Yeah, it's, you know, it's just been an amazing journey, uh, uh, you know, so far. You know, it's, it's just when you find a great story, you just hope that it connects with a larger audience. And this one I can only imagine is just, um, you know, we had to pinch ourselves when we found out the story behind the hit song. So the, the song I can only imagine has touched millions and millions of people. It's the most uh, popular, most downloaded uh, uh, Christian single of all time. Uh, crossed over to the pop charts and people when you talk to them about it they don't talk about a piece of music they talk about a time in their life that they desperately needed hope and so it's something that's deeply personal to 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 people that love that song everybody remembers where they were when they first heard it and uh as a result um we we started talking to bart miller the the lead singer for mercy me and he told us about the story that inspired him writing the song and uh it's his father-son story right uh, about an abusive father that uh, when Bart was a senior in high school, his dad uh, found out he had pancreatic cancer and was going to, it was a terminal sentence. And and, uh, he began to ask questions about, could God forgive him? And God began to restore the relationship with Bart, uh, his son, so much so that uh, at the end of his life, Bart said he had become his best friend and uh, he had seen him totally fall in love with Jesus. He says, if the gospel can change that dude, the gospel can change anybody. And at the funeral, somebody said, I can only imagine what your dad is seeing in heaven right now. Hmm. And that really inspired him to write a song for his father. And it's just a rush of hope, man. And uh, Dennis Quaid plays the dad in the film. And and I'm so thrilled about it coming out uh, tomorrow on the 16th. 
Exactly. And, you know, what what gets this on my radar, at least as a talk show host here in the Bay Area, the movies that we have seen roll through here in the past. And again, the Bay Area, this is a wasteland around here. If you can get a really good Christian movie into this area, maybe three or four theaters will pick it up. And already we're uh, we're in double digits with the theaters that are running this. And wow. Cinemark seems to be picking up most of it, which is really huge. So I, I look at that alone, Andy, and I think, man, something is going to happen with this thing. It's just not going to be a little regional, oh, this is a yeah. Christian movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, to, to quote the, the guy when he reboots on Jurassic Park, hang on to your butts. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. This movie's, uh, I, 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 do you guys get that sense at all? Yeah, we do. I, you know, I, I, you know, I, you know, I have high hopes. You know, you kind of get, you never <clears throat> quite, you know, you kind of, you kind of keep it at arm's length distance because you don't sure. want to kind of, sure. uh, you want to kind of live in the moment. But, um, but to, to see this response to this film, just from the trailers to we had the the the, the you know the premiere the other night in Nashville for a packed audience of two thousand people and people that actually had to be turned away at the door because we were over capacity. Um, you know, the, the, the trailer, our trailers online uh, on Facebook have had over 100 million views so far, yeah. uh, which if you look at Woodlawn, our last film, uh, it got about 2 million views uh, overall. Right. Uh, so, you know, to, to see the, the hunger for this story and just the hunger for a story of hope, and it, it plays broad, you know, so a lot of people that have watched it that aren't believers, that aren't Christians, they've watched it and they've been profoundly moved because it's completely relatable as a father-son story. Uh, but the gospel is front and center. It just doesn't feel preachy because it's rooted in the real life experience of Bart Millard. And uh, I have high hopes. I think it could be really special. Lionsgate does too. Lionsgate and Roadside that are releasing it. And they've pushed it to get into markets like San Francisco that typically we would have not been able to get into. So we're excited. Well, I tell you what, we are here as well at KFAX. It's uh, it's exciting to see this. We've already been to the screener. That was uh, packed out. And uh, I, I, again, I can only imagine what yeah. it's going to be like tomorrow <laughs> when this yeah. thing hits open. Hey, Andy, I've got to take a quick time out, pay some bills here. But when we come back, I've got a couple of more questions for you as we continue here on Lifeline. Stick around. Andy Irwin, my guest here on Lifeline as we talk about the movie hitting theaters tomorrow, uh, the Bart Millard story, I can only imagine. And now back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland. And we're back. It's Lifeline. Andy Froyland, my guest, Andy Irwin, uh, one of the one of the key players behind the movie. I can only imagine which shows up tomorrow. Three sixteen. Whose idea was that, Andy? You know, the three sixteen. Uh, somebody <laughs> far far more spiritually attuned than I am. I, you know, we, we 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 picked a date very pragmatically, looking at. Uh, you know, what weekends were available and where we felt like we could really be great counter-programming. And uh, so we picked that date, and uh, and we were back talking to, with our pals, the Kendrick brothers, and Stephen Kendrick said, you know, that's awesome. You picked 316, like John 316, share the gospel. <laughs> and I'm like, that's exactly why we picked it. Right. And we're taking credit for it. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the ticket. Yeah, That's yeah. The John uh, three sixteen. Yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. So yes, absolutely. So, what was it like working with Bart? I I've had a chance to meet him and spend a little bit of time with him on a K Love cruise years ago. <gasps> yeah, man. 
Awesome. I just used somebody else's call letters on our station. <laughs> hang, hang on a minute, Andy. KFAX. AM 1100 KFAX. AM 1100 KFAX. Okay, I'm redeemed. Three times um, you're good. <laughs> anyway, I, 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 you're hard-pressed to find somebody who's uh, as humble as he is. And I, and I yeah. use that term in a real biblical sense, very effacing. Yeah. Um, did you have to really milk him to get a, a storyline big enough for a movie? For whatever reason, you know, we just, we just clicked. Uh, I, Bart's become one of my dearest friends and he oh, is cool. absolutely the real deal. And yeah. so, you know, uh, I was with him last night at the Ryman and, and Dennis Quaid brought his band and surprised the crowd at the Ryman. And, uh, after Bart, uh, Bart had, you know, introduced, uh, you know, uh, the crowd or whatever started it off. He said, we got a special appearance. And Dennis Quaid brings his band, the Sharks, out on stage, and the crowd just went nuts. <laughs> and uh, but the reason why Dennis did that is Dennis just loves Bart. He really loved this character of playing his father so much that they really bonded. And Bart's just one of these guys that you want to fight for, and right. um, uh, absolutely the real deal. And so when we started this, you know, he was the one that approached us. I invited him to a screening of one of our films, Mom's Night Out, and uh, just was doing an artist screening, and he. Afterwards, he comes to the front. We talk, and he said, I don't know if you know this, but the, there's a movie studio that's been developing my life story for the past five years. I would love for you guys to consider directing it. And I said, I don't know if you know this, but they sent us the script this morning. And <laughs> it was just, you know, meant to happen. And wow. we, uh, as we got into it, we just said, Bart, you know, doing your life story is going to be a portrait. we got to squeeze, you know, your whole life history into two hours. But we, we need to know you well enough to do an accurate portrait of your right. life. And and he said, uh, so he let his guard down, and he just really let us know what made it, him tick. And I think that this is a really accurate portrait of, of his life, and, and that's where the power is. It's, it's in the true story. How does this movie and the time spent with these guys, have you seen, uh, obviously you touched on it briefly, have you seen any kind of uh, change, any kind of leanings towards the gospel more from uh, Dennis Quaid, Cloris Leachman, and uh, some of these other actors? Yeah, it, you know, it, you know, we always feel like one of our biggest mission fields is is in the people that we cast. You know, I, I don't require people that act in my films to be Christians. John and I right. really believe that. You know, we they have to agree with the material the way we presented it and want to pr- want to act it that way. Right, but. But as far as their personal beliefs, we don't push that. But then we, we always tell them, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sneak in because, you know, God loves you just as much as the character that you're playing. And so, like, a couple of quick stories. One of them was uh, Trace, and he wouldn't mind me sharing this because he shared it the other night at the premiere. When I first offered him the role, you know, this was his second movie that he's done with me. He was in Mom's Night Out. He plays the manager of the band in this film. And, you know, he's a country music legend. Right. Six yeah. foot six, big, gruff, old he's huge, oil man. rigger. Right. Yeah, he, he was an oil rigger until he was 30 in New, in Louisiana. And, um, you know, I offered him the role, and he said, no, I, I don't want to do it. And I said, is it because you don't like the material? He said, no. I just feel like I'm too rough around the edges for the, the Christian crowd. I've made too many mistakes, and I don't feel good about myself. Oh, man. And to be in a faith film, I said, well, that's not a good enough reason, Trace. That's the best I, reason. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I rode a golf course with them for 18 holes in Mississippi. And at the end of it, I said, Trace, the movie's about redemption. And redemption accepts you where you're at. And there's there's no one that's beyond redemption. And he said, I thought to myself, I could use a little redemption in my life. And mm-hmm. so he did the movie. And so same way, same way with Dennis Quaid. We watched it at his house. And when I got done, I turned around and said, what do you think of the film? 
and the dude was ugly crying. I'm just talking snot face, just <laughs> ugly crying. And and he was like, he was like, that was powerful. And uh, <laughs> you know, he called Bart, and they talked for five hours that 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 night on the phone. And he said, he said, um, he said, this film is a movie about how God does his miracles the hard way sometimes. And he said, I'm totally in. And so, uh, you know, it's been neat to see God just just encourage hearts along the way that, hey, redemption's for everyone. And uh, and just to see that that it kind of sneaks past the character and kind of gets in the cracks of your personal life. All right. And then uh, finally, uh, J. Michael Finley, I've I've got to ask, I simply have to ask, really? You're getting a guy who did Sweeney Todd to play Bart <laughs> Hey, hey, it's all good. It's all good. You know, oh. and, 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 you know, as long as the character on screen is great. And Jay Michael is hysterical. It turns out the kid is, uh, you know, this is his very first feature film. And when somebody right. wants to do their own singing, right? So, uh-huh. uh, you know, Bart has an incredible voice and matching that voice is uh, Hard. really, really tough. And so... Uh, we discovered Jay Michael uh, in uh, Les Mis. He was the main understudy for Jean Valjean on Broadway, mm-hmm. and uh, just blew us away. And just, uh, but as we got to know him, it turns out the kid, his dad is a pastor in Missouri, wow. uh, an associate pastor at a Baptist church, and uh, he grew up going to summer camps, Christian camps, hearing Mercy Me play oh, my back goodness. when they did the camp circuit. So it was just, you know, kind of real, you know, kind of small world and. Uh, he absolutely, I mean, it's like, he's like the combination of Seth Rogen and Kevin James, and you just yeah. fall in love with the kid. Yeah, he does. He reminds me of a Seth Rogen, uh, just yeah. looking at him. But I'm reading through some of this stuff, and I, it just cracked me up. Sweeney Todd, yeah. really? Yep. <laughs> We're going to use the, that. The, 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 the demon barber. <laughs> Oh, just uh, just don't just don't eat any uh, mincemeat pies from the guy, and you'll be fine. (laughs) Stay away from it. Stay away from it. Well, again, the the movie I can only imagine opens up tomorrow. Uh, Andy, man, it is uh, it's exciting to see what uh, what is ahead for this movie. Man, Woodlawn was amazing. I remember October Baby, but this one, um, holy cow! Like I said, hang on to your butts, man. This is good. <laughs> you got to save that with a cigarette in your mouth. Though, exactly. You yeah, Daniel yeah. Jackson. Yeah, and my fingers on control, I'll delete. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. One final thought before we let you get out of here. Uh, when it comes time to editing, because that uh, you kind of work more with the actors and then uh, post-editing and all of that, how do you? Yeah. How much? How much film? do you actually have that you have to pare down? I mean, what's, what's the yeah. final, final minute count on this thing uh, when they finally hand it to you, and then how much yeah. of it you got to cut out? You know, the, the, the first cut of the movie came in at about, uh, about two hours and 45 minutes, <laughs> and uh, uh, the, the final cut of the film is, uh, is an hour 45. So wow. uh, it leaves you a lot of great deleted scenes for the extra features on the DVD. There you go. And you always... You always think, you know, man, I wish I could have figured that out before we shot it. It would have been half the budget, you know. <laughs> exactly. But you never know what you're going to need and what you're not. So you just kind of you shoot it, and then you find you kind of like a. It's almost like being a sculptor. You just keep chipping away everything that's not be, supposed to be part of the statue. 
Well, we uh, we took the we, we took the best brother first, and because <laughs> your name is Andy, I'm not partial at all. Yes, nowhere Amen. near at all. Love it, <laughs> love it, love it. Represent the name. There you go. We're, and, and we'll get your brother John in here in just a few minutes as we continue with Lifeline. Andy, thank you for spending some time with us here today. So right, appreciate, appreciate it, you. man. Appreciate and, it, my friend. Yeah, and looking forward to the movie tomorrow as it opens up everywhere here in the Bay Area. And by the way, we do have locations for you. I'll get those to you here in just a few minutes. And now back to Lifeline with Andy Froiland. And welcome back. It is Lifeline, Andy Froiland, all things I can only imagine here tonight. And joining us now is the uh, the part two of that dynamic duo uh, that kind of put all of this together. John Irwin uh, joins us now. Uh, we, we've spent some time with your brother Andy already, so uh, you get the final word tonight, John. Welcome to Lifeline. <laughs> well, that's the way I like it. <laughs> <laughs> See you. Yeah, thanks for me, having me. Give you a chance to dispute everything your brother said about you. See, of course, uh, don't believe anything he said except the good (laughs) stuff. But uh, anyway, but yeah, thanks for having me. And this is a special time for us. I think this is going to be a spectacular weekend. And uh, and we're uh, we're looking forward to the world seeing. I can only imagine. Finally, it's been a two year journey for us. And it's it's a special, special story and a special movie. It really is, and the reason we wanted to try and make the whole evening here on Lifeline about the movie is because there is such a unique aspect to it that, uh, well, for instance, uh, a couple of nights ago here in the Bay Area, we had a packed house for the pre-screen. And, uh, yes! It, amazing here. Again, as I told your brother a little bit ago, and I'll tell you, on on. On an average faith-based release here in the Bay Area, you could probably count the theaters that will take the movie on one hand. Uh, and that's, yeah. that's just average here, and that's just what we've got in the Bay Area. We're front lines uh, Christian living, you know. We, we, don't course, have, yeah. <laughs> we don't have Dallas where you've got 5,000, you know, Southern Baptist churches alone on every corner. All in a five-block radius. Exactly. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. So when, when a movie, a faith-based movie comes along and already uh, we're at over 30 uh, outlets taking the movie in the yes, Bay Area. That's great. And that is great. And all Cinemarks. I mean, Cinemarks usually don't touch them here in the Bay Area. Well, you know what's great? We had a great screening with Cinemark. We went and showed the film to their whole staff and their buyers. And Al over at Cinemark is a great friend. And they loved it. In fact, Cinemark said, we've never, you know, our, all of our regional film buyers never like the same movie. You know, the Southeastern guy won't like the, the film that the right. New Yorker likes. And and all the buyers really liked it. And uh, and so Cinemark partnered with us in a big way. I love that theater chain, and I'm very grateful um, for all that they've done for us. And, and they've come to the table uh, in a very big way. And I think that just shows the, the universal nature and power of this story. Uh, I remember so vividly. When Bart said, I know God is real because of the change I saw in my dad. He said, I watched a monster transform into my best friend and the man I wanted to become. And there was just, there's no other explanation for that. And it was such an emotional, relatable story. The idea that, you know, this broken relationship between a father and son could be mended and redeemed and healed. and, And it was the power of that restoration and redemption that inspired a song that's brought hope to millions of people. Uh, and I'm one of them. You know, exactly. I think that's a, pr- a pretty amazing thing. Well, now, speaking of being one of those who have been transformed, uh, especially by this song, and, and you're right, I, I don't know of anybody, myself included, who hasn't been affected by the song. 
just such a profound clarity of thought when it comes to our moment when we stand before Christ. What mm-hmm. what's your journey in Christ? I mean, is that you know? I I, I know you guys started with ESPN. Uh, you're yeah. sports fanatics. Uh, did you did you ever anticipate going down this road of uh, no, specializing not, in faith based movies? Not at all. Our business plan for many years was just like uh, Indiana Jones. You know, I don't know. I'm making this up as I go, and God really just planted us in entertainment. Um, you know, I was born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama. That's my hometown, and I love it uh, there. And and I have a wonderful uh, mom and dad, and and uh, you know, I love. Uh, you know, I was in church. You know, uh, before I can remember, a great church. She's my independent in Birmingham, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I prayed to receive Christ at the age of five, and it was a huge part of my life. And you know, I just have a, this great family, and I grew up in kind of the Christian bubble, the Bible Belt yeah. bubble. And then when I was 15, uh, you know, uh, I, I was in, I was apprenticing for a cameraman and lo and behold, somebody got sick at an ESPN football game. And, uh, and Mike, my mentor called me and said, John, get over here right now. Don't tell anybody how old you are. Don't tell anybody you've never done this before, but they're desperate. This is an opportunity. Just get over here. And, uh, my dad drove me over to the stadium, the University of Alabama, because you uh, couldn't drive, and I couldn't <laughs> drive at the time. So, and he dropped me off four blocks away. I didn't want anybody to know I couldn't drive, and I go and run this camera for ESPN, and it was like this telescope, massive camera. I'd never seen a camera mm-hmm. that big, and it would zoom into like a quarter of the moon. Like you could literally zoom all the way. So I'm this 15 year old kid zooming in and out of the moon. Like this is the coolest <laughs> thing I've ever done. And I got hooked. And what was interesting, I, from a career standpoint, I just met, I I met someone. I just fell in love yeah. with the entertainment industry, and it was so exciting and and so much fun. And and uh, so a, a, a crewing agent called me the next week because you know in God's providence, Birmingham, Alabama is right in the heart of the SEC. So there's games within a five hour radius. There's right. games being televised yeah. all the time. Yeah. So she called me for a game at Auburn and, uh, and said, are, are you a freelance camera operator? I had never heard those three words before, uh, together. And so I said, well, yes, I'm, I'm absolutely that I do that all. Yeah. So tell me where to go. And, uh, and I went down to Auburn. I'm not recommending any part of this story, I, by was, the way, to the listening audience. I was just going to say, as, but, as, a, as a young but, uh, Christian boy, you've started your life and career with two massive lies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I would just say, well, yeah, yeah. I, I would say I, I neglected to inform, which is different but benjamin benjamin franklin did say half the truth can be a great lie and and uh and so uh so i think that that's uh that's uh probably accurate but you know god can use anything and anybody and, I'm and thinking yeah, I'm not of Jericho, recommending that, that comes to, to mind year old yeah i'm not i'm not recommending this to any 15 year olds listening but uh so and then my dad bought us a camera when i was uh the next year when i was 16 and and uh with money he didn't have and helped to secure a loan for 10 grand for some editing equipment, which again, I'm not recommending wow. a 16 year old get a $10,000 loan either. <laughs> uh, don't do anything, you know, but, uh, anyway, uh, and, and, and he said, uh, something that really stuck. He said, dream bold, dream big, dream the impossible. And he wow. said, uh, he taught us the wow factor. He said, if you make your clients say, wow, you'll never have to advertise. And it just, uh, was all kinds of videos, uh, you know, corporate videos, ministry videos, church videos, weddings, surgeries, all kinds of stuff. And, uh, and then finally, uh, the, uh, the Christian artist, Michael W. Smith, uh, followed quickly by Amy Grant, uh, both of which are represented in I Call Imagine, right. uh, helped yeah. launch our music video careers. And we started doing music videos for many years, uh, in Nashville and, and, uh, 
you know, national car commercials, but it was really just a career. And then the question that really altered that and kind of changed my life was I went down to direct a second unit on a Christian film called Courageous. And hmm. what a Cinderella story, you know, Sherwood Baptist Church down there makes yes. movies. And at the time they were making them primarily with church volunteers. So you had about a thousand church volunteers making these films. Well, this was a police drama and they wanted to do some action sequences involving cars. And like, here are two great things. Church volunteers making a movie and action sequences involving cars. <laughs> Those two things are never to be mixed. People could literally get run over. And so I was brought in to uh, to just kind of uh, direct uh, those action sequences and, and, and direct second unit and kind of fulfill Alex's vision right. for the stunts in the film, uh, but in a safe and controlled environment with professionals. And, and I love stuff like that. I love chasing things and blowing things up with the camera. It's fun. Yeah. But, but safety is obviously what comes first. And, and so, and Alex asked me on that, on that set, he said, John, uh, what's your purpose and the purpose of your work? And it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks because it had all, there was no plan. It all just happened. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and I could not only could I not answer the question, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And, uh, mm-hmm. And what we realized is that we had been given a gift. We had, yeah. we had been given the ability to hone a craft uh, very early over a long period of time. And it was time we used our skill uh, for a purpose beyond ourselves and for God's glory instead of our own. And as a side note, I think professionally, um, you know, you'll never be happier than when you find your unique ability and you find your gift, of which we all have one. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and you use it for God's glory instead of your own. It just life your right. career becomes this great adventure. Yeah. Uh, and that, and that happened and led to uh, a film called October baby and then mom's night out and, uh, and Woodlawn. Uh, Woodlawn. Yeah. And then now, uh, I can only imagine. And we've really just been living our lives by the Mike Tyson quote when he said, uh, every boxer has a plan until he gets in the ring, gets punched in the face. You know, we're just figuring <laughs> this out as we go, but boy, have we yeah. found the power of mass entertainment, which is America's second largest export, you yeah, know? And, and, exactly. uh, and it's just a very powerful way to, to tell a story, which is exactly what Jesus did. John Irwin, my guest tonight here on Lifeline, part of the dynamic duo of uh, John and Andy Irwin, the directing <laughs> team for uh, the movie I Can Only Imagine, which shows up everywhere tomorrow night. And we are excited to be a part of it. We need to take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with John here on Lifeline. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 